All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to this edition of the Flashpoint Podcast. My name is Owen Higgins. I am your host. Um, kind of an impromptu uh, news brief one here today uh, because there's been some reports out about a figure in the uh, the kind of the left sphere, a uh, guy named Caleb Maupin. We're going to talk a little bit about him. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about these allegations that have come out um, in over the last 24 hours, uh, and, and we'll kind of talk uh, a little bit about, you know, not only, uh, uh, Malpin, um, I, I think it's pronounced Malpin, um, and his, uh, like, like the allegations against him, but we'll also kind of talk about some of the other figures who kind of are in his orbit, in the same orbit that he's in, and how this stuff has kind of, uh, been happening, with some regularity, uh, you know, like certainly, uh, for those who are familiar with the show, who are those who have been listening, uh, you will know, uh, that on this show, uh, we had, uh, some pretty intense allegations about, uh, Nick Brana, uh, from Movement for a People's Party that were aired here, uh, some pretty disturbing stuff. The stuff about Maupin is similar, uh, similar to that, but, uh, let's, uh, let's get a little bit of background First, before we kind of go into uh, this, these these kinds of these, this this kind of uh, disturbing stuff. So, uh, Maupin um, is the founder of uh, the Center for Political Innovation, that's known as CPI. Uh, he has become a pretty prominent member of what I think you could kind of describe as the. Uh, patriotic socialism movement, PATSOC. Uh, these are people who claim to be at least uh, socialists, but uh, also claim that socialism is kind of intrinsically related to patriotism, uh, that people who love the flag uh, necessarily, like that is a necessary part of socialism, that you must have nationalism, uh, these nationalist beliefs in order to have uh, true socialism. Um, I'll leave it to you to kind of draw your own, own conclusions about what they're really saying there. Um, and uh, he, he has become a pretty prominent member of this movement, uh, this, this kind of uh, almost like a right-wing uh, socialist movement, this right-wing kind of right-left uh, combination. Uh, yeah, they're, they're also known as uh, Nazballs. This is like, that's almost, if you're listening to this and you're not like super online, that's a little, probably even like a little too online. Um, but yeah, like these are like the kind of nicknames. Um, so uh, Mabin has been um, uh, politically active for quite some time. Uh, he was a member of Workers World. I, I actually just got a voice memo uh, from a friend of the show who kind of walked me through a little bit of Mabin's uh, political development, including the fact that uh, he was a member of Workers World for a, a time. I think he had tried to be part of PSL, but that hadn't worked. He eventually was uh, booted out of Workers World for uh, what sounds kind of like a technicality, and uh, but you know that, like that is uh, that maybe maybe they had kind of wanted to boot him for some time, um, and uh, over the he was involved in Occupy. Uh, he he was he was there uh, at Zuccotti Park back in the day. Um, and now uh, he started this uh, Center for Political Innovation after kind of, you know, bouncing around the, the alternative media sphere for a while. 
And uh, just before we get into CPI here, and before we get into the John Brown Volunteers, which are uh, part of his uh, kind of crew, and before we get to the allegations as well, um, I just want to say that he is a part of this kind of general, uh, I guess you could kind of call it indie media sphere, where it's like him and uh, like these YouTubers uh, who are on the right, these um, other people like uh, uh, Fiore Isabel, the, the, now the RT host, uh, Jimmy Dore. It's all kind of part of this uh, uh, same clique, the, the same group. Um, and they all seem to be connected, and they all kind of help. Even Movement for a People's Party is part of this as well. Uh, they're all kind of working together and, and friends and, and, and whatnot. So uh, that's kind of important context. And we're going to return to that in a little bit after we take a couple calls probably. Um, we, it may come up in the calls as well. Uh, so he has been kind of accused of fostering this cult of personality around himself for quite some time. Uh, people have said that his uh, kind of way of running his organizations, his way of political activism, kind of relates to this almost like cult-like um, expectation of, of uh, I guess, like o obedience and, you know, moving people from, from one place to another. Uh, before this stuff dropped, people were talking to me about how, um, how, how he had like was was like moving people to different parts of the country, and that uh, CPI was well funded, and that well you know that funding was itself like moving along to different um, podcasters, different YouTube personalities. Um, also connected to the Larouches, I see somebody in the comments saying, um, "I would love for you to jump on if you want to talk about that." I'm not like I've I've certainly heard that quite a bit. Um, I. Uh, until a couple of like weeks ago, I wasn't even aware that Larouches were still around, but I guess that they are. Uh, this is a political movement based on uh, Lyndon LaRouche, for those who aren't uh, familiar. Uh, kind of this weird kind of red-brown uh, conspiracy theorists. Um, mostly kind of forgettable. They had a, they, they had a few moments, especially um, when uh, during the Bush administration, I certainly remember seeing them uh, at at protests against the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, they were they were definitely out there. But their stuff was, even then, was kind of like you know like using this almost like right wing um, uh, icon iconography and um, and language to to describe uh, the like like the Bush people you know like like uh, making um, Cheney to look like Satan, which like on the face of it, like sure, I'm totally down with that. Uh, but what they were kind of specifically doing uh, with the Cheney stuff is they were trying to portray him as like um, a mark of the beast, as something that like was going to bring about revelation, bring about um, the uh, bring about the uh, the end of time. So there was always something a little weird about them. Um, but anyway, so it does seem like uh, Maupin has taken in those lessons, taken in that kind of uh, cult like. Um, uh, like like that kind of cult like cultivation of followers, and I'm gonna play like 30 seconds here from the John Brown Volunteers. Uh, this is a video, a recruiting video from August 2021, and I think that just like listening to these people talk about how they moved there is kind of like kind of important to talking about what we're talking here. Uh, here is the clip. My name is Kiki, and I'm a member of the John Brown Volunteers. 
Hi, my name is Joey. I'm with the John Brown Volunteers, and I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My name's Lily. Uh, I'm from down south, from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm with the John Brown Volunteers. I'm Keaton Mansfield. I'm from Illinois, and I moved out to New York, oh, about four or five weeks ago. My name's Nick. Uh, I'm an anti-imperialist activist. I am a organizer from Long Island. In this time, we need people hitting the streets, spreading the good word of socialism across America. So I, I think that that part is kind of important, especially like that last part. Um, the The way that they are talking about this stuff is pretty much religious, um, spreading the good word of socialism. Obviously, it's good to spread the word of socialism. Um, I'm, I'm totally in favor of that. Uh, but the the kind of like we all moved here, the kind of the, the, the monotone that they're speaking in, the way that they're all just kind of in line with each other uh, does not really speak to me as if it was um, a political movement. Rather, it sounds to me uh, like it is some sort of cult, kind of you know, as as we have mentioned before. So I think that uh, it's it's important to keep that in mind. So so these um, these accusations against him kind of uh, go along with that understanding. Of, of how he is treating people and how he is kind of uh, cultivating this cult of personality. So uh, it, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail in these accusations. Uh, and, and I'm not going to do that for a couple reasons. Uh, the first one is that they are still only allegations. Uh, they have not been independently verified. And I believe that it would be irres- and it's only been out for like 24 hours. It would be irresponsible of me to uh, kind of go into detail on this stuff, and it, and it would just at that point kind of become uh, uh, kind of titillating. And I'm just trying to like, you know, uh, get everybody riled up over you know like this this abuse. What I will say um, is that there are uh, accusations of Malpin uh, using his power to manipulate people. Uh, using his financial resources to manipulate people, to groom people, uh, to put people into compromising positions, allegedly, allegedly, right? Uh, but that, like, that there are multiple uh, accusations of sexual misconduct. There are a lot of um, screenshots that are allegedly from him uh, that certainly seem manipulative uh, and abusive, and like he is um, grooming people. And then, of course, you know, once called out about it, then kind of flips things around and starts trying to make them into the villain. Um, I think that if, if I were reporting on this, and, and I'm not and I won't be, but um, if, I, if I were to be reporting on this, I would, I would probably take this stuff pretty seriously. I would want to like, verify all of it. But um, it, this seems pretty, it seems pretty, uh, pretty solid. Um, and the, the, this is from CPI. Now, members of CPI, since this stuff has come out, um, have been kind of split, but a lot of them have been uh, verifying this or saying that they, you know, saying that they believe uh, survivors, saying that they um, expect that uh, will, saying that they, you know, like expect more stuff will come out in the accusations as well. By the way, that guy Keaton um, from Illinois who said that he had moved there four or five weeks ago back in August, um, he there was some. Apparently, allegedly, some inappropriate behavior from him. Um, I, I just feel like should mention that as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, there are 
there are a lot of things going on here. Uh, there are a lot of accusations of misconduct. Um, and it does seem like CPI is kind of splintering right now. And I think it's important uh, to kind of watch that because we don't really know what happens next. Um, usually when these groups splinter, you know, uh, one of two things generally uh, will happen, right? So either the uh, organization itself will collapse and that'll, that'll pretty much be the end of it. Um, and people may, you know, pop up and reappear elsewhere at later times. Uh, that's one. Uh, two is that the organization continues in some kind of zombified form with a much more devoted and uh, very uh, zealous, uh, smaller but zealous following, um, which I almost feel like is more likely just from, you know, what we've seen with other groups like this. But who knows? Uh, who, who knows what will happen here? Anyway, that's the, that's, that's the general gist here. I'm going to go to Scott. Um, Scott uh, has, has, been, has been patiently waiting uh, since before uh, we even started here. Uh, so, uh, Scott, welcome back to the show. How are you? How are things? Doing well, Owen. How about yourself? Doing well. So, uh, what's up? So, yeah, I, I was not familiar with, with Malpin, so that's, that's why I wanted to hear your intro. Uh, my association with him and, and Branna was just kind of that they were left wing figures. And I was, so my, my original point was going to be talking about, um, you know, Dan Price, the, um, Twitter CEO guy that, um, you know, pays all his employees the same amount and, and tweets out like left wing stuff. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, okay. the, the, uh, the report that just came out on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. So so he has a bunch of abuse allegations. But it, it sounds like you're talking more about like these these cult of personality kind of things that are that are sprouting up. Well, in this case, I mean this this specific case, you know, I'm talking about um these allegations now, uh, you know, as, as we continue to talk, uh, over, you know, over the next, you know, 20 minutes, uh, 45 minutes, however long, uh, we're going to be talking here. Um, yeah, I will, I will be trying to tie it to some other individuals, but, um, th like the news hit, like the news hook here is that these allegations had just come out against Malpin. And, you know, it, it is kind of interesting to think about, uh, what that means. And I would, I would kind of be interested if you could kind of, tease that out a little bit when you were talking about Dan Price, because I think it is kind of similar, right? You have a charismatic leader um, who uses their power and their position in order to uh, uh, treat people in quite abusive ways, right? Yeah, that, that's exactly where I was going, because originally it was just going to be like these, you know, kind of, you know, self, self-promoting left-wing people. But, but when you're talking about, like, culty kind of cult of personality, um... I mean, all of these guys are narcissists. They're all looking for this attention and this this being lauded and praised and loved. And I think that even if Dan Price was not, you know, getting all his followers together in a room and having an orgy, he was still trying to get this cult built up of people who were, you know, there were Reddits that were just people, you know, posting pics of his his tweets and then there you know he has his defenders that are like he's the ceo that only pays he pays all his people the same amount a living wage right um right. 
But I, I don't think that this is unique to the left or the left wing at all. Like, I think we're, I think we're just, there's always been narcissists. There's always been people that have been attractive, that have been uh, abusive. Um, and I think that the internet has allowed it to both be more widespread as well as more publicly facing and so we're just seeing it a whole lot more. But, like, I mean, the, there's tons of religious stuff on the right. There's, yeah, there's examples oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I don't I don't think there's anything particular to left wing or left wing politics. There's there's communalism. That's that's the thing that I think is contrary to kind of a cult like the, the, there's no there are like, there are definitely DSA chapters that shut down because someone gets power hungry, but I don't think that the political um, ideology is set up to have you know a a king leader god right right and thing. and you know I would I would also say that I I don't even really particularly see Malbin and and this uh, patriotic socialism. Uh, ideology that he's purporting to represent as something that is uh, even left wing. I think that um, patriotism and nationalism are kind of by by definition um, part of right wing ideology. And I don't. I, I I think that if you look at what a lot of these uh, so called patriotic socialists are saying, like it is pretty much just uh, right wing agitprop, just kind of like like reshuffled a little bit. Uh, with some language around um, Marxist theory and and maybe you know one or two uh, policies that they say are are destined for uh, for their for their followers like you know like like healthcare for all or something like that but yeah but, but really like like it's not you know we're not we're not really looking at um, at at a left wing ideology and I also think that it's important um, to to know here, just just um, and and I'll let you go again, and then and then and then we'll take uh, Jenny right after you here. But uh, that in some of the leaked texts uh, that are, these are allegedly between Malpin and his wife, uh, Malpin says, "I'm going to set up a big compound in the woods where I live with all the kids, and I have studio to broadcast my show over the internet." Um, and and before that, he says that he's he's CPI is going to basically provide uh, the funding for this. And uh, he's going to be able to quit Russia today, RT, uh, to do that. Um, and I think that it is, uh, I mean, that's kind of a revealing moment, right? Like, you know, he, he, mm. he, wants, he wants to go somewhere uh, where, where he's in charge and he's, like, insulated from the rest of the world and can just, like, do his thing. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you think about, what do you think about that? And what do you think about that idea that uh, by, by, its, by its own nature, like, patriotic socialism is, is not something that can be really on the left it, it's it's not something that i'm really familiar with like i'm like i said i'm not really familiar with the guy from what from your description yeah it sounds like like uh the nazis calling themselves national socialists you know the the same kind of cover so is he he's not trying to like advocate for civil war or anything he's just trying to agitate for like his him to be in charge or yeah, I mean, I think that it, it. I think that he is advocating for uh, a certain set of uh, socialist politics, but 
uh, he is doing so in a way that kind of makes him a a front and center figure. Uh, I guess would be like the most charitable way to put it, right? Like uh, like like somebody who who is in charge of this political movement, and so therefore, mm-hmm. um, like that's like like rather than it being about the policies themselves, uh, what yeah. he's really really truly really in favor of, yeah. Is. And I think that you see this with a lot of people, right? Like they'll advocate for certain policies and politics, but it's not really about that. It's really about them. Yeah, it sounds like the it's going to be like another militia or like you know co- if he's going to buy a compound, it's going to be Branch Davidian type, like. I think more we're like, going to see like a whole Tim, lot more. Uh, Tim, Tim, what's his Tim name? Tim McVeigh. No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, Tim Pool. Tim Pool has like one of those as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, thanks. I, uh, thanks, yeah. Scott. Um, we're going um, to take yeah, Jenny now. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yep. We're going uh, to take Jenny now. Jenny, thanks for calling in. How are you? Good. I just read some of the victim statements and I was shocked and, you know, proud of them for coming forward i know they're staying anonymous and uh I, there's some hosts here on colin who have shared their personal stories about nick brana and so um to have a second person who's involved uh was you know sad to hear i actually yeah, kind of in the same orbit right like like it, it, yeah. it is it is unfortunate yeah go ahead well i i, I listened to some of the speeches from their chicago conference i think they're very clear about the biden scandals and the support of Tara Reid and journalists who are working in Ukraine, you know, with a lot of danger involved in that. Um, so, you know, I'm a libertarian, but I always try to think of ways I can, you know, ideologically align with anyone who wants to work for common cause. And so I was, you know, impressed by some of the things I heard. But how sad that these two young men abused, if it's true, uh, the people in their orbit you know, for whatever reason, it sounds like one of them has a weird fetish. And, um, you know, it's just so sad when an organization that could potentially do some good gets taken down by these leaders who are, are just, you know, pigs. Yeah, I think, and, and you know, like we're not, like I said, um, and, and, and that passing reference is fine. I don't really want to go in like super detail on this stuff um, for, for, the, for the reasons I said before, but I think that is right, right? Like, you know, you have these movements that are, they are started by these charismatic figures, right, Jenny? And and then uh, you have uh, their followers, who really are the ones who make the organization. They make the organization work. They they they, they bring it from you know just the um, just kind of the, the 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 dream or the rhetoric of the person who starts it uh, to something more, um, and then the person who starts it turns on the very people who have made it into a movement and start to, you know, treat them in predatory ways, allegedly, obviously. But um, it is it is unfortunate to see that, right? Like, that's that's a very disappointing thing. And I do think the, the other caller, Scott, was right, that because we have the Internet, you know, this these victim statements very quickly got out there and people are talking about it. And it's just been, what, 24 hours? And so it's a new day in terms of anyone who wants to be in leadership, and I don't care if it's business or politics or what have you, um, you need to realize that if you behave in these types of ways, the likelihood of you quickly being outed just continues to rise. And so I I love the democratization of everything that's happened because of social media and the internet. And going forward, I don't think people are going to be able to get away with this type of stuff. 
I agree, and I think it, I think that's a really a really good point to hit on too. Is that you know like much much as the internet can uh, take take these people to higher uh, higher levels of influence, and they they can they can gather more people around them. It, it, at the very same time, um, it can uh, expose their bad behavior in ways that that normally you wouldn't see. Thank you so much, Jenny, uh, for calling in. Really appreciate that. Um, we're going to take uh, Ogle next. Uh, go ahead. Welcome. How are you? You want to unmute there on the yeah. bottom right. Uh, hey, uh, nice yeah. to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. Um, yeah, so go I just ahead. want to kind of springboard off of, you know, something Jenny said, and she brought up Nick Brana, and he had his own, um, you know, um, accusations about uh, misogyny and, and abuse and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Just um, actually, uh, I, I forgot to say uh, before, um, uh, Zayn Day and Paula Jean Swearingen are both uh, on call-in. Um, uh, uh, Zayn, at least, I believe, has a show of her own. So if you're using the app, if you're, if you're listening live or on replay on the app, uh, please uh, check them out. Uh, they, and also check out our episode uh, from a few weeks ago. But, but go ahead. Yeah, and so, I mean, I just think that this kind of, like, gets the point that, like, if you look at all of the most prominent figures in this whole Patsock and Patsock-adjacent movement, you know, Brana, Dorr, Hinkle, Haas, Maupin, they all have like very obvious issues with misogyny. Hinkle and Haas, I don't think they have any like abuse allegations against them per se, but there's a lot of video clips about them just saying just really disgusting things about women. So I don't know what it is about this Pat Sock thing and misogyny and like, it just kind of seems like the Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that, you know, I mean, this is a good way to kind of talk about that, like, the second kind of half of what I wanted to talk about. And if you can just stay on here for a couple minutes, I'd, be, I'd like to get your take on the other side of this. And then also like anybody who else who wants to call in and join, uh, please feel free, get in, get in the, uh, get in the queue. But um, I, you know, I think that it is important to kind of look at this media and political sphere that these guys are a part of as kind of one thing and to look at the ideology that they are spreading and pushing. And yes, so yes, they are talking about certain elements of uh, socialist and communist policies, uh, collectivist policies, policies that uh, are advocating for more economic and uh, social justice. Um, they, they are advocating in part for some of these things that are uh, good, right? But I think it's always important to look at where people are coming from, right? And uh, I remember uh, doing this a lot uh, when Ron Paul uh, was, you know, very popular with certain elements of the left. Like, this is like 14 years ago now, but back in 2008, where it was like, oh, well, this guy is like anti-war. And it's like, well, you have to look at like why he's anti-war. You have to look at like why he's saying these things and what the ideology behind this is. And then to kind of understand like, like how much of an ally really um, is this person. I think that's the same kind of attitude that people should have towards these figures that we're talking about, where we're talking about Malvin and Brana and also like these kind of lesser uh, kind of fringe uh, media figures like uh, Jackson Hinkle and this guy Haas, um, who are all spreading this kind of social conservative, right-wing, misogynistic ideology, but they're dressing it up with this kind of faux anti-imperialism uh, this kind of faux uh, democratic socialist uh, policies in some cases, uh, which they're not really doing that quite so much anymore. Uh, but like this is kind of like the Jimmy Dore move, right? This is the 
the Max Blumenthal move where you kind of talk about like these, uh, the, like you build up cred talking about uh, left anti-imperialist, left uh, domestic policy priorities, and then you slowly start to, either you start to move to the right or you were always on the right and like that stuff starts to come in a little bit more. It's, it's kind of, it kind of doesn't really matter um, at, at a certain point, like which one came first, right? Um, and I think that we're seeing that a lot with this kind of uh, Patsock movement. And we're also seeing, um, I think this is imp like important to get to what you're talking about with the misogyny. I mean, you know, like, like the fact that these accusations are coming out and the fact that the, like these guys have these views are not, like these are not mutually exclusive things, right? These are, these, this is part of the same ideology, ideological swamp that these guys live in is part of the same uh, political perspective that they have. And so I think that it is important to kind of place them as part of this generally kind of right-wing movement um, that has kind of co-opted some of the rhetoric and some of the movement politics of the left, even as uh, it, it has been um, like going further and further to the right. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's like like an accurate way to to look at this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that any like left wing things that they talk about or whatever, it's like I think it's just for aesthetics. It's like really just for them, just to carve out this this niche. Because um, you see these figures like you know that they're, they're they're constantly promoting Tucker Carlson, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're they're even tweeting trying to defend and. Talk about how awful it is that that Andrew Tate is getting canceled just for you know talking about traditional values, and it's like my God. Yeah, I saw I saw that one. That was that was something, right? I mean, yeah. it, Tate is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, Tate talks about like like abusing women, choking women. He did like some human trafficking allegations against him, and and for these people, I mean, are they feigning ignorance about this stuff, or you know? I mean, I, they just seem completely shameless and like they say, they do everything for the clout. So, you know, I, I just, it, it just seems like this, this amoralism um, and they, you know, it's just really disturbing that they, they have, you know, the fallings they do. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously like able to talk to um, a, a certain segment um, of, of the, political left or the political maybe maybe kind of ideologically astray and and they do seem like they have um really really picked that up so thanks for calling in we're going to take alex here in a second um i do want to uh just um put on just just to mention here uh malpin did uh push back a little bit on Facebook. And so I did want to just read what he said, just in the, in the interest of fairness here. Um, he doesn't uh, directly address any of this stuff. It's, it's kind of oblique. He's kind of just um, talking about it in very vague terms. Uh, but I still think that it should be like, we, we, we should acknowledge that. So with the center for political, so this is Melvin with the center for political innovation, I am finally doing what I've wanted to do for a long time. Talked about doing for a long time. The amateurness is fading. We are finally doing something real. This scares some of my longtime associates. They are lashing out at me. This, it's unfortunate, but I keep going. For me, the struggle against imperialism is very real. It's not a hobby. Some people perceive that as me being evil, power-hungry, narcissistic, etc. 
I have tried to put other people forward and open doors for people. I'm willing to listen to anyone who feels like they've been snubbed or mistreated. They've told lots of lies about me already, and they are just getting started. Some people love to gossip, spread rumors, take things that are not true, and present them as things that they are not. Uh, nothing I can do about it. I've got work that must be done. I'm not in this to convince you I'm the best guy you ever met. I'm in this to call out the imperialists. Come with me or don't. Your choice. Um, uh, we're going to take Alex here in a second, but you know, uh, it's it's worth noting that this is a very similar uh, paranoid uh, kind of with me or against me thing that we heard from Movement for People's Party, uh, Nick Brana, uh, after accusations surfaced of his uh, misconduct. And uh, it seems to be following the same playbook here. Uh, but, you know, in, in the interest of fairness, and I uh, thought that we should read that. And again, obviously, like, you know, what we're talking about here are allegations. Uh, we're not talking about things that are established fact at this point. Uh, but, um, it, 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 again, um, important to kind of weigh the evidence here, and, and everyone can do that for themselves and, and come to their own decision. But that, that was Malpin's uh, response around 530 uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, Alex, thank you for calling in. How's it going today? Pretty good. <laughs> so what's up? Um, yeah, so I think like uh, I think Maupin is like a big part of this like left to right pipeline or or disaffected progressive to <laughs> right pipeline or whatever um, that kind of like starts with like people like Brianna Joy Gray and you know and then to Glenn Greenwald and then like the further you go then you get like people like Has who are just like yeah we're mecha tankies whatever um, but it seems like uh, Jimmy Dore somewhere in that pipeline but um, you know that like the guy is uh, a Larucheite right so he's like that literally that guy literally went from left to right and like started with anti-semitic conspiracy theories and like you know neon like anti-semitism neo-nazism um and like none of like this it's exactly the same playbook that these guys are doing um and like i think i don't know how to say this in a polite way but like i don't I think to believe in like the stuff that they espouse, like you, you have to have, uh, have a very neuroplastic brain. <laughs> like, I feel like you have to be very easily influenced. And, um, so it doesn't surprise me that like, there's a sexual motive behind that as well. But I mean, I, I also think that that's just like an abuse of power thing within something larger where he's getting paid to do this stuff. I think it's very obvious he's getting paid to do this stuff. Um, based on his ties to like RT and everything else that he had ties to, um, and kind of like his uh, career trajectory. But it's also seems like these kind of things always end up like that. Like it reminds me of like Bob Avakian and like his whole cult thing where you kind of like CPI is, is, is well-funded certainly. Um, you know, whether or not there's like some kind of broader conspiracy or not, I think is certainly, you know, conjecture, but uh, you know, I, I think that I, w- I would also say that um, there there does to me feel like there's a distinction between um, uh, and, and obviously, you know, anybody who's familiar uh, with me knows that I don't have a lot of love for these people. But, you know, Brianna Joy Gray and Glenn Greenwald, I think, are, are, are a different kind of thing uh, than no. Dor and the people that we're talking about here. Like these are different kind of ecosystems. They they. They bump up like there's a Venn diagram that they that they connect, right? But they're not exactly the same thing. Um, oh, they're not. Yeah, go from, 
Donna Joy Gray is like the, well, you know, like plausible deniability, like, well, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene was right, but then like, you know, clickbaity and then she's actually saying she's wrong in the video or whatever. Um, and then, but she also like has had Jackson Hinkle on her show multiple times, you know? Um, so it's like you, when you start sharing audiences like that, people then will start watching his stuff and his stuff is way more extreme um, and like insanely misogynistic. And he's like one that's in the Maupin orbit. So I'm not saying that there's like a direct pipeline that's like completely intentional, but it's there. And I think, I think, you know, it, it starts with, with this, like, gotta hand it to the right wing shit and like, um, making, or like always weirdly taking Tucker's side in every single argument, but you know, from the left. Um, and it like, it feeds into this, like giving, giving those people any credence. And then it's easier to get sucked into this weird Nas bullshit that they do because you've already like opened somebody's mind to like say, oh, well maybe Tucker has a point that kind of thing. Um, so it really does like radicalize people to the right. I think a lot of these people though, too, are just like really confused libertarians. Um, like I get the sense from a lot of those people because they're really socially conservative. And so is he, right? Like weirdly anti-sex, anti-drug, anti this and that, but then like behind closed doors, like does weird sex stuff to people and stuff. So I don't know, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I would, I would say definitely that, um, if you look at the public online, like uh, political evolution, right, of of a lot of these figures, especially ones that we're talking about here, um, you know, their their statements from a few years ago uh, or you know up to a decade ago uh, will have you know uh, the kind of language and rhetoric uh, around social justice um, that that they now kind of decry as like quote unquote woke or, or, or liberal. Um, but there's always like, there, again, like if you look back and, um, and people can do this, people are already doing this online. You can, you, you can follow people who are doing this, but uh, there are always like little things where they've just kind of made like little mentions of, of their beliefs about certain, like they, they've kind of tested the waters with their social conservatism. And then by the time that, you know, something like these allegations, again, just allegations so far, but uh, like against Malpin come out, um, then uh, it, it always seems like if you can look back and be like, oh, yes, of course, like that's where it was. So yeah. uh, d definitely like an interesting little connection there. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, um, it, I mean, I got to say that like I try to like believe this stuff doesn't matter that much because it's mostly online, but um, it does confuse people and especially people that might be like open to socialism, open to like left-wing ideas if they didn't see a bunch of like the, their first impression of the, of the left is like these lunatics who seem to go viral, like saying the most insane shit you can possibly imagine. Um, so like, I'm all about discrediting that as much as possible because I do think that it like hurts the broader movement and the broader, you know, thing that we're trying to accomplish here by just muddying the waters enough that, um, also that we end up chasing our own tails on discourse and shit instead of like talking about plans and what needs to happen to, push a movement forward so um yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. about this whatsoever and i think anything to expose these people is is good absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 thanks alex thanks for uh thanks for calling in um i you know i, I think that another um 
point here uh, just to make is that, uh, and, and kind of going off of something that Alex said, like the, a lot of people's first, you know, encounter uh, with socialism and socialist ideas, unfortunately, like maybe these kind of uh, socially conservative people, and then they think that they're kind of like uh, lunatics, um, or that they think that they're lunatics because, uh, or sorry, that's what I'm trying to say. What Alex is saying is that the first encounter uh, with socialist ideas might be these guys, and they may become kind of uh, moved into their sphere. My fear is that a lot of people will have their first encounter be these lunatics and think that socialism is something socially conservative and that they don't want to have anything to do with. Um, both are bad. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, the, like again, the more that we can expose these people, uh, the more that we can kind of uh, reveal like the real politics that they are espousing. Um, Speaking of which, uh, we are joined now by Zena Day. This is a um, former uh, member of, of the Movement for a People's Party, um, has appeared on the show a few times. Zena, thanks for joining us. Uh, what's up? Hey, yeah, um, I was just reading this today. I was actually working on a story on, like, Caleb Mop, and I was trying to figure out, like, what CPI is and where the funding goes for about a month and a half now. They, uh... The CPI conference, you know, while I was working on it, they had Nick Brana on and he got a standing ovation during, you know, that uh, that whole thing. Um, but, you know, I wasn't able to figure out where's the money going, what's going on, you know, like, what is this organization? How much are they bringing in? Where are they, you know, funded from? But what really strikes me about this is that, you know, when everything happened with the people's party, this whole anti-woke, you know, um, rhetoric started after I had filed, you know, my complaints at the people's party there. Um, apparently it had been that way long before I had come, but I didn't experience it um, directly until, you know, that started happening and they started, I guess, reviving that whole messaging. Um, but it was, you know, very like anti-woke, like if you're against the Democratic Party or you have an issue with the Democratic Party, you know, like placating to right wing ideologies, that makes no sense to me. Most Americans, you know, 80 percent of us almost identify as independent and the largest vo voting blocks are generation, um, you know, that the youngest generations and that, that's the largest voting block in American history. And they're they care about social issues because those issues have impacted them as, as a lot of them are marginalized. And, and we've, you know, from millennials down, we haven't had the same benefits that the former generations had among other people. And then there's also generational poverty because of systemic issues such as redlining, abuse, you know, sexual harassment, misogyny, all kinds of problems that have been perpetuated over the years. But you know, I saw the People's Party ramp up this rhetoric. I've seen it being ramped up on the left and I've been concerned about it. But I've also been concerned about the anti-Me Too rhetoric, the the everything that happened, you know, with the Amber Heard trial, no matter how you feel about that trial. What concerned me not getting into the trial itself was the public's reaction was just really excited to jump on an anti, a whole anti me to rhetoric and movement. Um, I tend to believe survivors when I was reading what happened, 
you know, at CPI, it hit me like a gut punch because so much of what was described there are very parallel to things that we experienced at the People's Party from the abuse, you know, from the, you know, from the head, the lead of the organization, you know, where it was almost a cult-like atmosphere. And that person was so big that, you know, people were afraid to challenge it. And we had young people that were being mistreated and, it was a very difficult situation um, for a lot of people involved because of that. And we kept losing volunteers. We kept losing people because of it. Um, and just the mistreatment of people by, by Nick Brana and by being so big, you know, and, and that type of narcissism. And, you know, we've seen a lot of complaints about men in power, like Dan Price, for instance, who they appear benevolent, right? They're doing all this great shit for society. They're doing these wonderful things and it sounds so great, but then you find out that they're taking advantage of people on the back end. And that's why I think on the left, it's really important, you know, when it comes to hero worship, when it comes to these kinds of things, that we hold accountability in our spaces. We hold accountability. We listen to people. We actually appreciate workers, whether they're paid or unpaid, whether they're volunteers or paid employees, you know, and we protect against this kind of thing. This whole anti-woke rhetoric bullshit is really just a way to mask social issues that are important and that are tied into the economic issues that keep the oligarchy in power. You know, the Democrats will use pageantry and tokenization to act like we're making progress when we aren't. The right wing will just completely dismiss these issues or you know, sensationalize it like trans issues and blow it up or, you know, um, the the replacement theory stuff so that they can, you know, feign fear in people. Those are both problems. But these the social issues and the economic issues are tied together. And I, I saw that firsthand with the way that the People's Party treated me, how they treated a worker and fired me and smeared all of us and did this whole crazy ass campaign and yeah, then, of yeah. course, the men come out and they're always like, they're lying. There's no truth in what they're saying. But I'm going to tell you something and then I'll let you speak going really quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Coming forward fucking sucks. I can't find a job. And I've been doing this for 10 years. I've been an activist for 10 years. And, oh, and you know some of the past work I've done. I've worked my ass off for candidates, for the movement. I helped lead the Abolish ICE campaign. I helped lead the Medicare for All campaign in 2017, 2018. I've done a lot of work. And I can't find work because of this. And the harassment I faced online, I've gotten support. But coming forward sucks. It's nothing that people want. It's not something that is easy to do. It's embarrassing. It's hard. And it's it's re-traumatizing all the time. So, you know, it's good to think about things with, with facts. But it's also important to remember that these people, you know, especially women, but anyone that comes forward on abuses, it is not easy for them. And it is not easy for what they go through. And I, I feel like we're, we've begun to forget that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 obviously, sorry that that has has continued to happen, and and um, I think that kind of going off of that, I, you know, I, I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit. Um, this we just have a little bit of time left here, but um, and I saw you talking about this in the chat a little bit, Zaina, and I kind of was hoping that we could kind of you know uh, explore that a little bit, like the. The, the the reaction um, 
from both you know like Nick uh, to you and 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 Malpin so far to to these uh, uh, general allegations um, has been and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show but it has been to kind of um, present things as if you know this is like this is an attack on us because we're doing such good work um, like this is what they're doing now. Um, you know, like when, when I remember when I was reporting out this story on the, on the, um, on the Alex Morse, uh, allegations where, you know, where he was, um, accused, um, of, of these kind of vague, uh, uh, incidents of misconduct that in his case didn't happen. Right. But then, but that like, I, I could already tell kind of at the time, uh, that because like it had been proven to be true in this one instance that people were going to start to use that. Um, and that is what has happened, um, and and we are now seeing kind of like a uh, a a kind of takeover. Uh, that's not the right word, but I can't think of it right now. Like 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 a taking over of of that legitimate um, fear of of those attacks and using it um, using it in this way uh, to kind of portray. Uh, themselves as as the victims, right? When their victims come forward, they portray themselves as the victims, uh, and they and they present it because like they are actually like some sort of challenge to the system. Um, so Zana, I know that you talked about that a little bit um, in the chat, uh, and, and just you know, given your experience and what we're seeing now uh, from the way the Malpin is is responding, it does seem kind of similar. Um, what do you think? What do you think it is here that that that, that we're looking at here? I mean, what like well, what does this mean? I worked with domestic violence victims for almost two decades, right? And what I saw, even in them, within their families, you know, within the churches, within the community, was a very similar thing. And we call it we call it Darvo. Right. And I always joke that the right wing does Darvo all the time. Like they're always making themselves the victims. You know what I'm saying? They want to fame, feign victimhood. But Darvo is deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. So what they do is they'll they'll reverse the abuse on you. You're really the abusive one. You're the one. I'm the one who's under attack. It happened to me. And it doesn't just happen in these public spheres, it happens in the private spheres. It's a part of narcissism. It's a part of the abusive cycle that's so prevalent in our society that people aren't talking about enough. I mean, every single woman I know has been through like abuse. I'm talking either assault or physical Mm -hmm. abuse. And so it's not shocking that it fucking happens on the left, excuse my language, but it's it happens if every single woman I've ever known in my life has experienced this, this is extremely common. So of course it's going to happen in our spaces, but the right wing uses Darvo on everything, right? We're the real victims. Like that was part of the controversy with Kim Iverson and and her, you know, what she was saying about not being able to dead name somebody like, as if that's a right that was being taken away. Um, and so like, that's just something that I think that I'm not saying she's an abuser. I'm saying that people, people will use that, you know, they'll, they'll put themselves into victimhood sometimes and especially narcissists and abusers will use that. 
And, and that's a common, common tactic. And so a lot of these people who are figureheads for organizations, who are the, these dynamic personalities, you know, they end up feeling like they're beyond recourse. They're bigger than the world. And that's what Caleb Moffin showed. And that's what Nick Vrana showed in his actions, you know. And they feel this sense of, of benevolence about themselves. Um, and then it translates to abuse. Um, because they feel like they're beyond, you know, they get to a point where they're beyond reproach. And then when people are willing to cover up for them to avoid accountability for something that they believe in, especially in a cult-like structure, like we see with churches, I mean, you know, we see that, you know, we saw that with the LDS movement um, and and the LDS church. So this is a common theme across belief spectrums, right? Especially, like I said, it happens in families and communities, but it it really happens in these cult-like settings. And that's why accountability is so important. And it's important for us to think critically as human beings, but DARVO is what it's called. And I, I suggest everyone look that up because understanding that also helps you to protect yourself in abusive relationships. And then you'll also see when hell organizations are doing it. And people are doing it that are being held accountable publicly. They always reverse it and say that they were the true victim in, in everything. Absolutely. Well, Zaina, thank you so much. I think I think that that is is just like a, a, a really powerful um, place to leave it. Um, you know, after after you know, we, we've kind of been talking about this almost in the in the abstract in a lot of ways, where we're talking about like all of the all the different ways that uh, like, like, like explaining who these characters are and explaining what they do. Uh, but then to kind of uh, have it be really put into concrete terms like this, I think is, is, is quite helpful. So, so thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stay on this story. We'll stay, uh, uh, you know, aware of, of, what uh, Malpin is doing, as well as you know the other people in his orbit, certainly. Um, and you know, a, 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 again, you know, when 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 you have uh, people who are uh, using uh, their positions in this way, uh, it's 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 pretty disturbing and something that that should definitely be addressed. So, uh, uh, so thank you to the people uh, who who are coming forward uh, with these allegations um, and. And, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll we'll know more soon. Um, so so thanks everyone for joining us. I know this was kind of like an impromptu, uh, uh, really kind of quickly thrown together episode. And thanks everybody who called in. You guys really helped to direct the conversation here and to talk about like all the different aspects uh, of this of this issue and, and and to kind of really explore it. So so thanks everybody for that. If you're listening live or on the app. Live, live on the app or if you're listening replay on the app, uh, please be sure to subscribe and follow. Um, if you're listening live, uh, on replay through Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, uh, please be sure to follow us and, and subscribe and do all the good stuff uh, on there. Um, so thanks, everybody, uh, once again. Like I said, uh, we're going to stay on this. Next week, uh, we're going to do, uh, on Tuesday, we're going to do kind of like a, a live election um, I haven't decided yet if it's going to be during the day or in the evening uh, for the New York elections, but obviously we've been following the New York State Senate, District 59 race, uh, also a couple of other races there that are that are pretty interesting, these primaries. And then on Thursday, um, 
we're going to be joined for another edition of Owen and Aaron Read the News. That's going to be Thursday, probably around 1. So thanks, everybody. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and uh, we'll see you on the other side.